What time is it? It's Packard Folks at Time. Hat? Check. Shirt? Check. Pants? Optional. Mug? Double check. Check us out at cafepress.com slash packardpokeset where you can get all this great merchandise and more. Do you like Packard Pokeset and want to hear it on demand and on the go? Download the free app today at stitcher.com. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. This is Packard Pokeset and I'm poking at your news. Your news. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another fine edition of Packard Pokes at I am your immutable and unmutable host, Packard Sonic, and this is Season 7, Episode 3, the 2017 Trump Apocalypse Year in Review. What a crazy year it has been. I mean, it was bad enough that at the beginning of the year we had to deal with putting Trump into office. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> Don't gag too much. Yeah, I'll try not to gag too much. Otherwise, I'm going to puke all over my microphone. Nobody wants that. But Trump was not the only story in the news. There were actually other events that happened in the news. So even though this is Trumpocalypse, I'm going to try to steer away from it a little bit, if at all possible. I'm not saying it's going to come up. I'm not saying it's not going to come up. In any event, we're going to each tell what we thought was the big story for the year 2017. And then we're going to head out for the rest of the year, which is only a couple days. And then we'll see you next year after that. Matt, what was an interesting story for uh, 2017? Well, I thought a good story was about the gay couple who were denied a cake for their wedding Mm -hmm. in Colorado. In fact, just recently, the Colorado Supreme Court sided with the gay couple saying that it was illegal for the owner of the bakery to discriminate. Mm -hmm. And apparently there is a law in Colorado that prohibits public accommodations, including businesses open to the public, such as Masterpiece Cake Shop, from refusing service based on characteristics like race, religion, or sexual orientation. And the couple filed complaints with the Colorado Civil Rights Division contending that the bakery violated Colorado's Anti-Discrimination Act. Following an investigation and hearings, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission determined that the bakery illegally discriminated against Dave and Charlie when it refused them service. In August of 2015, the Colorado Court of Appeals unanimously affirmed the commission's order, finding that the bakery discriminated because of sexual orientation as a violation of state law. The court also concluded that application of Colorado's Anti-Discrimination Act did not infringe the bakery's freedom of speech or free exercise of religion. The Colorado Supreme Court denied review, and the United States Supreme Court granted on June 26th of this year. Right. Now, after victories for equality at every stage of the case, the United States Supreme Court will hear oral argument on December 5th, 2017. Uh, Oral argument, more than 40 front-of-the-court briefs were filed in support of Dave and Charlie. Right. I do want to jump in here on this because December 5th is obviously coming gone. The court finally did rule on that, didn't they? Yes, they did. And they said that they were in violation. Yeah. And I'm glad that the Supreme Court actually did the right thing. I'm actually surprised at that because the fact is that we have such a right 
wing leaning and religious group on the court right now. So the fact that the Supreme Court has been such a big a proponent for, you know, these other people to be able to discriminate, I'm surprised that they actually were in favor of the lower court's ruling on this. Well, I mean, you also have to remember the Supreme Court said that gay marriage has to be legal throughout the United States. True. And this is pretty much the same court. I don't know if there's any new people on the Supreme Court. Well, yeah, we had Gorsuch or Gorsuch or yeah, whatever Gorsuch. the person's name was. Yeah, he got put on the Supreme Court and he has a lot of the same viewpoints that Trump has. So that's why right. he put him on there. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but it, it's just, it, you know, it's really sad that it, it's really come to this. You know, yeah. That you're yeah. walking into a place of business, you know, could have been just a regular local business and all of a sudden, just because of somebody's quote-unquote religious beliefs, oh, I can discriminate against that person. Guess what? You can't. Yeah. I do want to read one thing from the briefing here. It says, Phillips admitted he turned away other same-sex couples as a matter of policy. The CCRD's decision noted the evidence in the record that Phillips had expressed willingness to take a cake order for the quote-unquote marriage of two dogs, but not for the commitment ceremony of two women and that he would not make a cake for a same-sex couple's wedding celebration, just as he would not be willing to make a pedophile cake. Really? What? Okay, a pedophile I, I, cake? I've never heard of that one. Yeah, I don't know. Do they celebrate like that? Well, I, th- I think the most popular one they, they like to use, and I've seen Christians use this a lot, is that, is that asking a Christian baker to bake a cake for a same-sex ceremony is like asking a black baker to bake a cake for a KKK event. Oh, that's not even anywhere near the same thing. That's what I keep telling them, but they won't listen. Let's just say, let you go to the the example that you know those idiots give. If he was a ba- he was a baker and he's African American, and someone said, "Hey, I want a cake made for the bakery that for a KKK," you know, why wouldn't he? I think I'm not sure he could discriminate against that because the KKK is not a race or religion; they're an organization. I think he could actually say, "Hey, take your business elsewhere." But more than likely, he's going to go, "Okay, fine, it, <laughs> you're an idiot." Well, I don't think the KKK would actually do that. I think they would go to a place where there are white people, Asian yeah. people. Yeah, no, I no, I I totally get your point. I totally get your point there. And I was going to say that myself, actually, but I totally agree with you that they would most likely go, yeah, this place is run by them people and we don't want to deal with them people. That's what they would say. That's not me. I'm just, you know, kind of put in that context so that we have an understanding of what they might say about black people. Tony, you've got headlines for us. What do you have for us tonight? Well, I'm sure most of us remember the Las Vegas shooting. Yes, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah I think it happened in October. October 1st. Yeah, it was a shooting at a music festival on the Las Vegas Strip killed 58 people and wounded more than 500 others. The gunman, Stephen Paddock, who was 64, was from Nevada, opened fire on thousands of people, gathered at an outdoor music festival from a hotel room window on the Las Vegas Strip. Paddock was found dead when police entered the hotel room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino across the Las Vegas Boulevard from the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival. Yeah, Paddock was found dead when the police entered the hotel room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino across the Las Vegas Boulevard from the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival, and it was a solo act. At least, at least that's what the evidence still points to. The police said more than 20 firearms were found in Paddock's hotel room, including some modified to fire like fully automatic weapons. At least 18 more firearms, thousands of rounds of ammunition, and some explosives were found at his home in Mesquite. If I may, I'm, I'm going to bounce in. There was a rep- 
Republican that was speaking on this after the fact, and we covered it here on the show. He was telling everybody when that kind of stuff happens, you should get small. And the fact is that they think that getting small in a flat area stops you from getting shot. I'm just sorry. It's not going to work. Exactly. And I, I think it was, um, I want to say it was Paul Ryan that said that, you know, of course, whenever these shootings happen, the, the whole gun control thing comes up. Mm-hmm. And of course, Lion Ryan said that, well, we shouldn't politicize this tragedy. This is not the time to talk about gun control. Yeah. When is? Yeah, exactly. When is it? They keep saying, well, you don't want to politicize the event. Well, if you don't strike where the iron's hot. But when other things happen, it's like, oh, yeah, we can talk about that now. We just don't want to talk about guns. I think that's because, sadly, most of our fellow Americans actually buy that whole NRA talking points that you see on Fox News all the time. Yeah, I actually have a, a story as well. One of the big things that happened this year, and I think is probably one of our biggest, I don't know if it's the biggest story we've ever had all year, but I think it was the, the most interesting story, is we've had a satellite out there that was orbiting the planet Saturn. And in its last days, I mean, the energy was running out, but the fact is that they didn't want the probe to end up crashing into one of the moons, especially, Euro- I think it's Europa, because the fact is that Europa might be a frozen planet. There might be life on there. And if we're going to send out a, some expeditions, as it were, some other probes out there. And when we get there, and if we find life, we want to be sure it's not life that was hitching a ride on the Cassini probe. So it did this, I would say, death spiral around the planet. And it just did these very tight loops around the planet, getting us extra data that we had never had before, which led us to even more questions than we thought we had answers to. I mean, we thought we had answers for a lot of things. And then this just gave us even more questions, which is awesome. I love learning about stuff like this and to get more questions on stuff like this just gives us more to think about. And then eventually when it was finally on its last few days, they had the probe turn a certain way and then plunged into the planet. They followed it all the way down until it could could not communicate anymore because there's just going to be no escaping that gravity well for it. And it was spectacular. And the data that we learned from that is just amazing. I think what's going to help advance us, you know, at least our understanding of the planets, our nearest neighbors are in our solar system, you know, nearest neighbors, much, much better. And if we do that, we could learn even more about our own planet in the same breath. Maybe we can colonize Saturn instead of Mars. (laughs) Now that won't be possible because it's a gas giant. See, the thing is about, interesting thing about Saturn and Jupiter is they're kind of failed stars. Jupiter more so. I mean, it's been disturbed and described like that because they're so massive and they're so gravity heavy that it's been theorized that they're just stars that just didn't ignite. They just didn't get hot enough or the gravity wasn't there. Life here on the Earth might not even been possible if Jupiter had become a star and we would have had two stars in our solar system instead of just one. So I don't know. I mean, we got lucky, as it were. While we are poking at your news, you can poke us at Facebook and Twitter or poke us with an email at ppapodcast at gmail.com or leave us a message at 662-709-PPAP. Join us live on YouTube slash Packard Pokeset on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time. Be part of the conversation by live chatting with us during the show. Enjoy the show? Help support us by becoming a monthly patron at patreon.com slash packardpokeset or look awesome by buying something at cafepress.com slash packardpokeset. No money, no problem. You can help us by sharing the show with friends and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. For everyone that shares and rates us, you kick ass.
The Atheists, The Bible, and No Wardrobe, The Podcast. Wait a minute. No wardrobe? You mean we're going to be naked while we do this? Well, seeing how I'm an atheist and I'm reading the Bible, and since clothes are flammable... Fire! 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 I thought it might be a good idea to take them all off first. (laughs) Naked or not, follow along as we read, analyze, and try to keep you from falling asleep as we go through this boring-ass book. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker. Who knows? We may even be on YouTube someday. During 2017, and like we have every year, we have a lot of celebrities that pass away. And a little context to, you know, the people that we've lost over the years. And I thought we would be a good idea to talk about some, just a few people that this year has taken. They had Trump as president said, see, I I brought it up. They go, "Uh, I'm out of here. I'm done. Punch my ticket. I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm sure they didn't didn't feel that way. But there's been a lot of celebrities that have passed away. And as of today or whatever, there was some uh, mystery writer that had passed away just this morning. I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but she was an like alphabet mystery novel writer. Like she went with A all the way to Y and whatever. But that's not who I'm going to talk about. I just thought I'd mention it because it just happened today. Matt, you have a celebrity that you want to talk about that passed away, right? Yes, I do. Uh, actually, Sir Roger Moore, the James yeah. Bond actor in May of this year at the age of 89. You know, he was one of the, uh, I believe he was the second James Bond or second actor that played James Bond. Cause I think it was the third actually. Yeah. It could have been a third. I know Sean Connery was the second, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Sean Connery was the second. And there was somebody else that played the first. Yeah. There was somebody else that played uh, ahead of him. So I think <clears> he was the third uh, Bond. I could be wrong on that. I, I could be wrong on that, but I think he was the third Bond. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, I, I've seen a lot of his movies. I, uh, you know, I was a kind of a Bond person, you know, a lot of those movies from back in the 70s. I remember seeing the movie A View to a Kill in the theater back in 1985 when that movie came out. I remember that. It was in the summer of 85. But anyways, uh, the story here, it says he had died from a short but brave battle with cancer. Hmm. And uh, apparently he uh, had a private funeral in Monaco according to his wishes. And uh, I guess he was surrounded by his family in his final days. But he was also a a humanitarian as well. He was uh, appointed a goodwill and back in 1991 because mm-hmm. I guess he was uh, involved with uh, UNICEF. Yeah, that's what it says here. As well. So he was doing, you know, working with that. But, you know, great actor. Really great actor. You know, he was also in, uh, I think he was in one of the Cannonball Run movies. Yeah, actually, I, you're right. I think he was. I think he was in the second one. He did like a uh, cameo or something. Right, yeah. And I remember he had to sign his name and he signed his name Roger Moore. Yeah. I think it was the first one, actually. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember for sure, but I I, I remember seeing him. He was like, he did like a little cameo or something. Yeah, but uh, there's a list of movies here, of the Bond movies, at least. Uh, Live and Let Die was from 1973, so I'm sure that was probably the first one that he did. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the following year was The Man with the Golden Gun and The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and A View to a Kill. So he did seven Bond films, and I think... From what I remember, I think he was like the longest one that uh, did Bond films out of all of them, I think. Now, I, I I do want to mention something here. In The Man with the Golden Gun, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this. That was the one where they had the actress was painted up in gold or whatever. And then there was the, all these rumors that she had actually died because she got gold poisoning from the paint or whatever. And a number of years later, she was on TV saying, hey, I'm not dead. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Stop saying I'm dead because of the paint, because th that was actually a myth that was also busted on Mythbusters. They took Jamie Heineman mm -hmm. and they painted him with gold. I mean, they had emergency people there just in case, and they right. Uh, monitoring all his vital signs and everything like that and he was fine i mean jamie's still alive so obviously hey you know <laughs> well but you know back in those days you never know because what they had in the paint you know or what they were using actually you know they used exactly the same kind of paint it, it was okay. all it all specialized uh latex paint it makes it look gold and whatnot and it didn't cause any uh, harm whatsoever right. so and yeah dying from getting painted all over your body yeah no <laughs> i mean i could see somebody maybe breaking out if they're allergic to something in the no no paint. yeah that's very possible you could definitely break out from it possibly i mean if you have an allergy to it but she didn't have an allergy to it that never came up tony who was somebody that died in 2017 that you thought was uh you know important or you know made a contribution of some kind well i chose one of the best walkers to ever be born tom petty tom petty and yeah. the heartbreakers yes that was a heartbreaker when he passed away mm -hmm. oh yeah now to our younger audience who don't know who Tom Petty is. Uh, he was a an American uh, singer, songwriter, uh, and a record producer. Uh, he served as the lead singer of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. He was also a member and co-founder of the late 1980s supergroup, The Traveling Wilburs, and his early band, Mud Crush. Petty recorded a number of hit singles with the Heartbreakers and as a solo artist. In his career, he sold more than 80 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling musical artists of all time. Wow. In 2001, he was in Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, he died last October, October 2nd, of cardiac arrest. And Betty's funeral took place at the Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery on October 16th, 2017. I was sad when I heard about this because, once again, he's one of the musicians I grew up with. I'm not a huge Tom Petty fan, but, I mean, he had quite a lot of good songs. Yeah, yeah I, I got a lot of his albums, so, yeah. So he, uh, I mean, he was like my childhood. I'm looking here at a blurb from the Wikipedia here. Apparently he was found unconscious at his home, not breathing, and in full cardiac arrest on that early morning of October 2nd. And uh, he was pronounced dead at 8.40 p.m. that evening, Pacific Daylight Time anyway. So yeah, you just that's the thing about you know living that lifestyle. I mean, he was only 66. That's still pretty young yet. Yeah, considering the average lifespan, at least here in America, is 78. Yeah. Well, he also battled... Uh, he, he a drug addiction too i believe he was a heroin addict as well that's possible at some point in his life i mean he dabbled in drugs so oh yeah well you know most not all most musicians do now i just want to read a couple things from the chat room here at least one anyway from practical magic nine thank you for your comment tom petty and the heartbreakers one of the best super bowl performances they brought it i don't watch super bowl so i don't know which one she's referring to but it doesn't surprise me that he was at one of the super bowls so i, I forget the game too but i i actually do remember that he played at one yeah uh, I, I remember too that was i don't know maybe 10 15 years ago maybe i don't know i'm trying to remember I, i'm not really sure the fact that he died, I mean, my childhood was some of his music, so. Yeah, oh, I understand that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge classic rock fan. Yeah, classic rock is, I, I, I like classic rock. I like so classic rock. rock, yeah. The music, it just seems to be more, uh, there's more of a story behind this, the lyrics. You know, there's more to the lyrics than just a song. I mean, there's like a, a, sometimes a, a story in it or whatever, you know. Now, as for myself, this person, he changed the world in a different way. Hugh Hefner. I know some people are going to go, why would you cover this guy? 
Well, back in the 70s, he was living the lifestyle that he was writing about. He would write these stories about, you know, being a bachelor and having women and whatnot. And and for a long time, he actually didn't even live like that. He just kind of like, okay, I live in this little apartment and he had this empire but he didn't really take advantage of it until one of his buddies, as the story goes, kind of said, you're talking about living this lifestyle, but you're not living it. Live the lifestyle you're talking about. Be the person that you are describing. And that's when he did that. He actually had a TV show for a short time. Didn't last very long. Like he was like, hey, welcome to the Playboy Mansion. You know, we're going to talk to some people. You know, it was like a little talk show is what it was. And it lasted, like I said, a couple of years. And then it just kind of faded away. He was also in a lot of movies. Beverly Hills Cop, too was one of them he did a uh, cameo on that one and he's been in other he was in a lot of other uh, cameos in several other movies as i recall i don't remember off the top of my head but he's been married several times and he tried to change the atmosphere i mean people look at porn a lot differently because of him he didn't want you know okay throw a naked body out there and go oh my god i'm gonna ogle it he made it classy i mean and he didn't make it smutty there were other businesses at the same time that were going on I, I, i'm not even going to mention some of the other names but his biggest competitors, and I think he is actually still alive, he went full out raunchy. But Playboy didn't, and they still made more money. In fact, they cut back from that. I mean, their magazines, they would have other articles in their magazine, not just, you know, okay, there's the centerfold. They'd have actual articles in there, and they would interview high-profile people in there. Sometimes people would say, oh, yeah, I got this Playboy magazine for the articles, many of the times it was for the articles. And it wasn't just for the hot the hot lady that was in there. So, I mean, he made a impact on the world. I mean, people were, took him to court over being able to sell and show naked bodies. And he won those cases. And because of him, you can go on the internet and you can, if you're an adult, preferably if you're an adult, go and look at material like that if you want to. And, I mean, he wasn't the integral part of it, but, I mean, he was a big part of it though yeah he was i mean he was i mean but like you said i mean he, they they kept it clean mm-hmm. i mean clean you know. for a porn magazine right you know the other magazines that were out there like hustler and penthouse you know those, those were more i don't know if i want to say trashy but i would use trashy oh yeah they stepped over the line mm-hmm. playboy you know they, they didn't do that they made it tasteful mm-hmm. put another way so i mean yeah it was more tame i would say kind of i wouldn't just say tame but i mean it was more classy Right. You know, they had the Playboy Club here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have it here anymore, but, uh, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, you know, it was a pretty popular place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've never been there, but I remember my dad telling me about it. So, yeah. I mean, it was uh, definitely, um, uh, how old was he? Was he like 91 or something? Yeah, he was 91 years old. And uh, and it says natural causes, but it actually, it turned out he was uh, going into cardiac arrest and then suffered from uh, respiratory failure. Well, okay. I, for one, didn't. I never looked at Playboy for the articles that's just saying <laughs> just being well, honest you know if, if we're stealing our dad's porno mag of course we're not we're not looking at it for the articles you know i mean it's now i mean the the first time i looked at an actual playboy i didn't look at a playboy because you know uh 26 years old i lived in the you know land, land of the internet the first uh playboy magazine i saw i think i saw i think it was at my uncle's place in pennsylvania mm-hmm. uh when i was like 19 or 20 now this is a story it's it's part of our history if you remember the unabomber the unabomber had put out a manifesto and nobody wanted to publish it nobody wanted to touch it as i understand it playboy did they put it online 
Mm-hmm. So they and they were put a. I, I don't think they put up a reward, but they did. They put up his manifesto online. That's how they caught him. No, actually, that's actually not how they caught him. I mean, the manifesto, yes, not because they put up on Playboy, but because right, it was put out there. Yes, yeah, and it turns out it was his brother that turned him in. So. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, he recognized the handwriting. He recognized the way he recognized, not, not the handwriting. He recognized the writing style. He's like, mm-hmm. this sounds like my brother. And he's like, yeah, okay. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's how they caught him, you know. So, but you're right. That's, it was the manifesto that they caught him with. Just a tip for you future boys and girls of Unabombers out there someday. If you write a manifesto, write it completely different from your style or have somebody else write it for you, I guess. I don't know. Or just don't write one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the Unabomber actually grew up years ago in the next town from me. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, a little creepy. I mean, we've we've lost a lot of people over the years. I mean, some people are notable, some people aren't. And we have a little bit of time here, so I'm just going to mention one more death. It's notable only the fact is that he was a horrible human being, and that was Charles Manson. He died also this year, just several months ago. And he's mentioned in music and a lot of other forums, and I'm glad that he passed away. He died in prison of old age, and he was never going to see the light of day of freedom ever again. I didn't live in the era that he did when he caused all that pain from the murders he was involved with, but the the little bit I know about him, they were quite horrible crimes. I mean, by comparison to a lot of stuff that's happened today, it was minor. It's minor now by comparison, but I mean, he died in prison for the crimes that he committed, and I think it was a good, a good decision to let him suffer and waste away forever and until or at least until he died in prison never seen the light of day and i think for people like that that's where they should stay well i agree but you know there's yeah. also people out there that idolized him too oh yeah and we'll continue to do that you know yeah no you're and right it's sad author who did it yeah yeah if, if i had a sound effects button right now i'd probably do the hand clap thing at that guy's death <laughs> Something to work on for next year. <laughs> yeah, right? But anyway, yeah, this has been our 2017 Trump apocalypse. He did get mentioned uh, a couple times, but not too much, thankfully, uh, because, you know, he can dominate the news daily with his lies. Oh, yeah. Well, well think of it. I mean, all basically all our shows are where Trump is mentioned in something. <laughs> yeah. I know. When Obama was president, I don't think I mentioned him that often. I mean, it, it was not nowhere near this often. So, And in less, I mean, it's not even a year yet. Next month, it'll be a year. We yeah, mentioned Trump, month, oh. I don't know how many times. Oh, that's a Cheeto that needs to go back in the bag and the bag and the Cheeto go in the in the garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a bad Cheeto. Feed it to the dog. <laughs> I wouldn't give that Cheeto to a dog. It would kill the dog. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Don't give it to the cat. I wouldn't give it to an animal. I would just, you know, you bury that with the nuclear waste. Yeah. You know, deep. So open up your window, throw it and, and force it out the window. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. Uh, before we get going, uh, be sure to check out our secondary show, The Atheist, The Bible, and No Wardrobe. And we will return in 2018. We will have a special announcement in 2018 and in a week or two. And uh, so you want to come and watch the shows on Friday and a couple of weeks also. Uh, we will be starting back up the midweek show. Uh, so you'll be getting a show on Wednesdays again uh, in a few weeks. So we'll get back into that routine again. So you can get all the extra stuff that we just didn't have time to do this year. Or at least I didn't have time to do this year because of my crazy, crazy schedule. So there's that to look forward to. So you'll be getting again uh, two regular shows a week after that. Uh, like I said, in a few weeks. Anyway, uh, have a good night, and we will see you all in 2018. Good night. Good night.
Good night. And that's a wrap.